Boostly Podcast Season 8. We are on Friday the 27th of March. We are in the coronavirus series and we're talking about how you can be proactive on the back of this to still bring in bookings, whether it's in the short term, the medium or the long term. This whole series is going to be dedicated to that and helping the hospitality industry fight back. Today, I invited on Danny from Optimize My B&B. He's got at Danny Boo Boo for his personal account, or you can go to Optimize My B&B for his business account. Danny has been traveling the world. He's had 700 plus night stays in rental accommodation, in Airbnb accommodation, straight for the last couple of years now. And he has uh, built a business and a lifestyle totally around what he likes to do, traveling, Airbnb, and just being able to, to see the world, interact with people. He is an ex-Airbnb employee. He, he was employee number 600, I believe it was. He said he was in the accounting team. He went from there, starting up his own property management business, and now he travels the world helping other hosts get more bookings, whether it's on Airbnb or just other means. And he's been on the east and side of the world ever since January, ever since the coronavirus first broke out in Wuhan in China. He's been in Vietnam, he's been in the Philippines, and now he's in Bali. So he's been able to see a totally different culture to this, a totally different side to this. Uh, he obviously still watches the media and see how the media plays a part in, in all of this and seeing how it has affected different countries around the world. And he's got his own very strong views on this. And I really wanted to get him on the podcast on the back of seeing his own Instagram and his own YouTube and his own posts and views about it. And this conversation went live on my Facebook on Friday the 27th of March. And again, it had very different of opinions. It was very Marmite. Marmite, for those who don't know it, you either like it or you love it. And there's no in-between. And this is really important to have these types of discussions. Now, you're either going to agree with it or you don't. It's very different to any style of podcast that I've done in the past, live video that I've done in the past, but it was one that I'm, I'm glad that we did. And the discussion varied from Airbnb, hospitality, how to be proactive with bookings. We talked about the change, not cancel, and, and many, 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 many other things. You may have seen me drinking from, from this during the uh, live interview. This was a gift sent to me by Marie Stacks based in Marmel, near Little Rock in Arkansas. So thank you very much. It's my own little Boostly branded uh, coffee mug. This was recorded at 10 a.m. in the morning. We had so many people joining and jumping in the live discussion. If you want to go back and, and watch it again, you can do on the video. If you go to facebook.com forward slash Mr. Mark Simpson, you can go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast to go and see the write-up and all of the videos that we created around this video. Before you leave, I just want to say a massive thank you to Hostfully. They are the Boostly podcast sponsors. You can go find out more about Hostfully by going to hostfully.com. You get one free digital guidebook that you can send to your guests pre-arrival. These are really effective because you can give directions, you can give lock codes, you can give really good detailed description on how to find your property. And also as well, it's a great way of getting them excited about your stay. In the meantime though, please sit back, relax and listen and make sure that you make notes and most importantly, put impact and implement the advice that we're going to give you. This is the proactive series all about the coronavirus. Enjoy. Thanks for having me on. I am Danny. I run OptimizeMyBnB.com. Six years ago, I think I started working for Airbnb, employee number 700. Since then, I've become a host, a super host. I worked for an Airbnb property manager. I started my own Airbnb property management company. 2017, I started living full-time in Airbnbs. 
I'm sitting right now in an Airbnb in uh, Bali, Ubud specifically. I'm sure a lot of your folks are familiar with uh, the island of Bali. I've stayed almost uh, 1,100 nights as a guest. I've written the best-selling book for Airbnb hosts, and I've been focusing on content. Got my YouTube channel, my Instagram, where I do live live videos often, and then my blog post where I'm just pushing out a lot of content. Something I pushed out recently was a video and a blog post about coronavirus, just kind of my thoughts about how to differentiate yourself, the quick action you should take, and how long you should do it for. And my views are very different than the average view on coronavirus. I come from things, I come at things very skeptically and always from a different view, which in this case has not made me very popular. But I still think it's important to know just what other people are, are thinking. And I'm going to share those, those with you guys. I started off in January in Thailand, in Chiang Mai in Thailand. And this is when I first heard about corona from my dad. He said, hey, come home now. I'll even pay for your flight. And then I moved, but it, it really wasn't a thing yet. This was very early on. And then I went to Vietnam in Saigon. It still wasn't a thing. This was February. And then I went to um, Nha Trung in Vietnam. This is when it seemed to be, there. it was very, uh, I went with a friend and she told me that it was, it was, there was less people there. So this is when it started happening, kind of the middle of February. End of February, I went to Hanoi. When I got there, the first case had been brought to Hanoi. This younger woman came from a traveling spree and I guess she didn't say she felt sick and she spread it a little bit. That city went on lockdown the day I left. I got to the Philippines, Manila. And the day I arrived in Manila, the president made a speech that basically said like, hey, everyone like, you know, pull back. Not a lockdown, but like pull back. Just everyone chill out, stay at home if you can. Few days later on Monday, that city goes into total lockdown. And it was already kind of quiet. On Monday goes into total lockdown. The next few days, it went on to even more restrictive lockdown. Today, I just spoke with a friend. It's even on more restrictive lockdown. You can only go into the grocery store a couple days a week now. So I left. I, I did some research on where do I want to go. I chose Bali. That's where I'm speaking to you now. Like I mentioned, my, my views on, you know, I, I guess I'll keep my personal views on coronavirus limited here. I will just say that because I think it's important to understand the function of the mainstream media. I don't have anything really against the mainstream media as long as you understand its purpose. Its purpose is to get your eyeballs glued to the TV. So they're making things, and this has been documented over and over and over. If you're thinking not, it has. I won't go into it, but just over and over repeatedly. And that's that's the name. That's their business. That's my business too. What can I do to get more views, to get more views on my on my YouTube, to get more followers on Instagram. So you have to understand, you know, the, the, the amount of times I've seen the word apocalyptic in headlines the past week is absurd. Nothing apocalyptic is going on. Nothing. If you understand that about the news media, I, I don't want you to live in fear. I mean, the world is not ending. Measures should be taken, but uh, just just don't react so emotionally and and and, you know, I think as an Airbnb host doing that also, some people are totally stopping their business. If we move on from that, so some people think this will go for years, some people think months. Uh, I believe this will be done. About a week ago, I announced in one month, this will be kind of over. It, so that means I'm advising my host, my community, plan for a slow season of two months because the average guest is going to book about a month in advance. So 
two months, three months if you want to be conservative. Plan for that. You're in busy season no matter where you're at. You should have already taken this action. When this kind of thing happens, you got to really take action quick. As soon as I lowered my price about maybe a week and a half ago at this point, I did get some bonus bookings. The reality is you're not going to get much occupancy. So some hosts are really hurting. So this is a time to sit back and even uh, kind of examine your business. If you know, if, uh, if you can't withstand a month of low occupancy, you should have enough cash, roll, uh, cash flow to, to withstand these kind of things. There's some other strategies being in play. Some are good strategies. Some are not good strategies. But, you know, I guess, I guess I'll, leave it, I'll leave it there. Basically, you have been in sort of where the coronavirus first began in, in January. You've been in and around that world. You know, you haven't been in China directly, but everybody that knows the globe and knows the map of the world knows that Vietnam, Thailand, you know, very close to the Philippines, very, very close to it. And obviously you've, you've lived with the, the, the culture and, and the cultures. And obviously where you are right now, and we we're chatting before we went live about Bali. Now we both know Bali very well. I spent a good four months of it there last year at the, at the beginning of 2019 and what i love about balinese people particularly about a time like this is that just everything that's going on there the every government is working around this differently and everybody's doing different tactics and methods and, and how to control this obviously there's different situations every country is, is different but you made a very very clear observation of of how life in Bali is just, it is right now. So if you could just spend like a couple of minutes, just like repeat the, the, the sort of the conversation that we had, how are the locals taking to this and the coronavirus, especially like the week that, the week that you've had with Nippy and the silent festival and, and all the festivals that go around it. How, how have you observed it for, for, from where, where you've been? It's important to note that this economy is based on tourism. Basically, you could consider 100% of this economy is tourism. Whether you're, whether you're a restaurant owner, whether you're renting motorcycles, whether you're a taxi driver, a lot of this economy, I think I even heard a stat, 85% is based on tourism. So that could be kind of the factor for why people are reacting the way they are. How they're reacting is, you know, I talked to my friends in the US, my, my friend who I'm with now is Australian, her friends in Australia, they're scared, they're terrified. And the people here, they're not really at all. They're, them being in a tourist location could be the reason for that, or it could just be kind of how they are as a culture. I'd be curious if anyone tuning in from a really tourist-centric area is it similar there? Are the locals kind of down, downplaying the coronavirus or are they locking themselves inside as well? You mentioned Nepi. It is an important holiday here. It's, it's uh, on Wednesday, uh, on the 25th, it was silent day. So everyone kind of, it was like self-quarantine. That's what it is. Everyone stays inside. They cut the internet. And then they extended that one day. The night before Nepi is big, big gatherings. So the government said, hey, cancel those. I think that's reasonable. We know that, you know, it seems that coronavirus is less contagious than than the media is making it seem but nevertheless that's a that's a reasonable precaution they did that they have they have asked some restaurants if possible can you guys just do delivery only uh, but but gyms are staying open Com contrast that with the US my friend's golf course got shut down if anyone's familiar with golf you're not catching coronavirus playing golf <laughs> the reasonable and unreasonable precautions being taken in different countries uh, are quite extreme. Another thing is the gym is open here. The gym is open. In other places, the gym is not open. I was at immigration and something I noticed this morning, going to immigration to figure out, hey, can I stay longer? There was a, a cluster of people just shoulder to shoulder. 
and I was thinking, you know, isn't that, that's not social distancing at all. So how, how are we, we're enforcing it in one area, but not the other. I'm sure this is happening in, in countries a, across the globe. So it's just, it's confusing. Speaking from a UK point of view, obviously we are on lockdown. You can only go to work if it is essential, but yet there's been pictures streamed on a daily basis of the, of the London underground. I don't know, you know, London Underground is very similar to, you know, the New York Metro and whatnot, where everybody is packed in very, very small, confined space for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time where, you know, where everybody else, I'm, I'm up here in the, in the North Yorkshire Moors, you know, I can't literally see anybody if I wanted to from looking out the window. Very different contrasting views, but I think like the, the, with, with, with the Balinese, people, like I say, they, they are used to uh, adversity all the time. They've got the massive volcano that is erupting and they've got earthquakes. So this is just another thing. And again, it's really interesting to see how different people are coping, coping with it. Now, you've obviously got a, a property property business, property management business, even though you just travel the world 700 plus days, you know, um, really, you know, if you want to see different cities, you know, different takes on cities and, and like traveling and, and working and the sort of the digital nomad style, definitely check out Danny's account because it, it is awesome. Gets everywhere. Obviously, though, you still got your property management back in, in, in the US. Where, where in the USA are your properties again? Just remind, remind me and everybody that's watching. California and New York. California and New York. Now, obviously, what is the current state of play with California and New York? We had Julian Sage, who's based in Washington on last night. He's got his properties in Washington. But how, how is the current state of play in New York and, and and California with terms of getting bookings or having bookings late in the short term? We got hit pretty hard. I mean, I think 100% cancellations. Everyone canceled within about a week. That last week of February, I think it was. Everyone canceled. The point is some actionable advice. Here's some actionable advice for coronavirus. This is true now. It was true a week ago. Make your listing flexible. Same thing you do in slow season. When it's in slow season and there's less demand but the same supply, make your listing more flexible as you can, whether that be low Lower your cancellation policy, lower your minimum nights, lower your pricing, of course. Do not cancel. I had, um, well, now it, now it doesn't matter, I guess. But still, I wouldn't cancel. I had a host who had a guest from China coming. It was a month away and they, they, I accepted it and they canceled right away. Well, my perspective is, hey, look, they got to go through China airport. They got to go through U.S. airport. You know, let's give our governmental organizations the credit that they deserve. And this person is going to be coronavirus free by the time they arrive. Also, they're not in that. They're not anywhere near that region that was most affected. Nowadays, canceling doesn't matter. And, you know, it depends on your situation. If you have a high, really high risk individual living on the property, maybe it makes sense. That's really personal. Send a preemptive message. My cleaners are so good. This is another reason why to get good cleaners. My cleaners are so good. They sent a preemptive message before I did, just letting the guests know, hey, these are the extra things we're doing to, to clean your house, just so you know. Because if the guest is only getting their information from the mainstream media, well, we already went over that. They're probably going to be more terrified than, than the reality would suggest. Sending that preemptive message kind of calms their calms their fears a little bit that the cleaner just said what they're going to do extra for the last two nights we were looking at proactive ways of pivoting proactive ways of bringing in income even if you can't take bookings right now and and that i like that number one the price labs so price labs is a pricing software it helps you with the rates that you should be setting or gives like a rough guideline based on what local people in the area or just the general the general thing of what's happening like we, we've talked about pricing so much on on these podcasts we've talked about pricing a lot and that's a really cool feature so there's gonna be a lot of people now you know in the uk for example the only people that are really making bookings right now are key workers so 
hospital staff, news reporters, you know, whoever it may be, you've got to be a key worker. And we're finding that that key workers are the ones that are doing the traveling and doing the bookings at the moment. And you do, when you, when you work with NHS staff or hospital staff, you have to massively reduce your rates. So if you are using Price Labs right now, Price Labs would be a real good time to jump on, go check it out and uh, be proactive with your pricing and, and see what, see what others are doing and, and, and recommend was that smart smart bnb that those are the guys who are doing that like just to sort of unpack that a little bit again for us danny if you don't mind they're doing a a website that is uh, it's it's tailored to work from home it's tailored to business travelers in the I same city they're not going to sleep overnight it's not going to get clean to to you know reduce cross-contamination but yeah. they're going to provide you a desk, a separate space, you know, good Wi-Fi, proper chair, etc. We're talking about off-peak rates and whether we like it or not, like we are coming into April, May, June, which are normally uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, peak, peak times. But whether you like it or not, right now, you are planning for an off-peak season. It's, it's a really hard mindset to, to get into. But you wrote a really good blog on this about planning and pricing for the off-peak. Obviously, I'm going to put the links that people can go and get the overview of it. But if, if you could just sort of give some help and guidance and just sort of break down that blog, the thinking behind it and what people can be doing, uh, you know, say they don't have price labs or whatever. What are some of the main takeaways that you got from writing that blog and, and what can you share with everybody? It's really similar to my, my coronavirus post. My, my theory is slow season off-peak season is to be planned for six months in advance. You change your calendar availability, you change your pricing, you change your discounts, you change your minimum nights uh, cancellation policy. You can re-optimize your listing. You can even do things like lower your security deposit. The reason why is because you want to squeeze in extra bookings to fill in your fill in your calendar early on the on the off season on the off-peak season. That's the whole premise of my um, that's the whole premise of my strategy. You know, you'll link to the you'll link to the blog post to get specifics on the strategy. But the, the whole thing basically is just make your listing more flexible in in times of less demand. And there's a lot of people who have been stuck in the in the in the in the same ways for years when they've been renting their their property, you know, or their their cottages or, or whatever you want to do. The uh, very 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 strict cancellation policies. Well, now is not the time to have that, and you've got to realize that that in uncertain times. And if you are going to get a booking specifically now, you're going to have to change that mindset on that. You are going to have to get very flexible with your cancellation policy, particularly if you are reliant on third parties, a third party being online travel agent, online travel agent being Airbnb, booking.com, you know, home away, et cetera. They right now have got, they are, you know, they are forcing very, very flexible cancellations on, on all of their properties right now so you are going to have to sort of flip that mindset and just and just plan particularly particularly if you want to be bringing in income over the course of the next couple of months you know i'm talking about bookings now but i'm also talking about bookings for later on in the year you're going to have to give them a, a worry-free cancellation policy i swear i've noticed a lot of hotels and resorts offering in the u.s and over 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 the world as well their, their new marketing message is worry-free cancellation policy and you should be looking to adopt that into your marketing message as well that's a good point i've always been flexible cancellation i believe you get a a search rank boost so when airbnb changed the the policy well for me there were some people who were really upset about this there was no change for me they canceled it 
that's why I have flexible cancellation. This was an unfortunate situation. I even heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard, you know, strict cancellation policy compared to the three moderate, strict, flexible, strict uh, gets you the most money, nets you the most profit. While that might be true, I'm skeptical of how much it nets you. But I think what's more important is it's the mindset that's, uh, that, that a host has with a, with a strict cancellation policy that kind of seeps into how they do their Airbnb business. So while they might be getting a short-term boost on net profits, I'm not a fan of it. I know I'm the best listing in the area. I, I almost always get rebooked, even if it's the same day. I'm pretty sure, though I can't confirm this, nor will Airbnb answer me. If you get, if I have a flexible cancellation policy and I get canceled the day of check-in or the day before, I almost, oh wait, first of all, usually that doesn't happen. Usually they cancel five days a week before, but if it does happen the day of or the day before, I almost always get a rebooking. And I think that's why, because Airbnb knows that's pretty frustrating for a host to do the right thing and do flexible cancellation policy and then get canceled on the day of. It is frustrating. So they, they're going to they're gonna boost your listing and you're almost always, in, in busy season, almost always going to get a rebooking. If there's any main takeaway that hospitality owners, hosts, whether you do Airbnb or whether you've got, you know, you're on all of the platforms and you encourage your own direct bookings. I think the one big takeaway from all of this is that even if you see a cancellation come through, it doesn't mean that it's lost revenue. The, the big message that I've been pushing is change, not cancel. So we've been doing this this week. We've been practicing it, you know, and, and now more than ever, we've been, we've been practicing it. When a cancellation's come through or a cancellation request has come through, we've been picking up the phone and being proactive. We've been speaking to them and saying, listen, guest, that Danny, I totally understand that you want to cancel your stay and, and it will um, not come and visit us in these uncertain times. But instead of canceling it so you don't get to come and stay here and enjoy you know this is why you wanted to come and stay with us let's change it let's change it to a date in the future you know we could put it for for october november december whatever we're just going to give you credit and we'll just change it to a date in the future and if you're happy with that and you know then we'll be able to give you you know you can say we'll we'll, we'll refund you or we will give you a five percent discount or something like that what about in these times uh, something you should do is you should be targeting local local guests and a great idea is to make your space event ready or even better list on an event ready type space. People who are, you know, these are a lot of these are college students doing videos or whatnot, but it, you have to have the house, the setup to do an event ready space. But this I think is a good idea. Event ready can be anything from like, let's say they want to shoot a part, a part of a movie or a commercial, or they want to have a reception there or, or a, any, any kind of an event. Mm. But these are usually professional type events where they, you know, they bring in cleaning staff themselves. They don't use the kitchen. They don't, they don't stay overnight though there's going to be more foots more yep. people at yep. your space i think it obviously depends on what the current situation is wherever you are in the world like with, with with lockdowns and whatnot but yeah i think there's so many there's so many different proactive things that you can be doing right now like we, we, we spoke about it in wednesday's live and, and last night's live as people that i know that have uh, changed their current setup and they are just like what uh, smart bnb are doing with the the foot shake idea People are uh, renting out rooms in their apartments or in their places for shipping companies. So basically people are obviously online, online shopping now is massive and people haven't got the space in their warehouse to pack and get all the stuff in and out. So they're looking for, for more venues and that's what they're also looking to do. They're, they're, they're contacting people via Airbnb and they're sort of reaching out to them and saying, listen, I don't want to stay with you, but what I want to do is I need to use your one of your rooms as a place to store all our boxes so I can come in 
pack them up and then and then send them off because obviously online sh shopping and shipping right now is 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 huge all right let's let's wrap this up now I, I, the last question i want to ask you is this something that i've always been impressed with yourself and it's how you're able to stay away from the noise now you switch off now you mentioned that you have barely no notifications on your phone you know you've got a very very strict routine that you stick to specifically when it comes to working out is it monday wednesday friday or something like that can you just sort of walk us through why you make this decision to just sort of switch off from the noise and, and what benefits it has for you personally and if any sort of tactics or advice that you can pass on to people right now who are stuck in their home so when you say stay stay away from the noise i guess what uh, i'm i'm listening to that as not reacting emotionally not to say i don't have emotions in fact one of the posts i made i made a post uh, on my facebook and it was uh, just giving my stance on this current situation and i think it got like 130 comments and uh, which is a lot for me most of them like 90 plus percent were very negative and even like personal attacks going on they're hurtful they're still hurtful so i do have emotions but i try and um you know reacting emotionally usually isn't a good idea and so i i do i stay away from the news when i read things i'm really good at at detecting bs and really really super biased type stuff so recently some people were saying it was caused by 5g so this is a i think this would be considered a conspiracy theory i wouldn't consider myself a conspiracy theory type person though i think they should be paid attention to so i was reading a couple articles to try and get both sides you know give me the pros and the cons i want to see both sides of the story so i was reading the pros and the cons that there were some pro ones and then i was reading some on you know the mainstream media which is going to be which is going to be no it doesn't happen and it was just so blatant bias that i was just searching for something that was unbiased so i think that's part of it if you get both sides, you you stay unemotional. When you're emotional, you you like people respond to my Facebook posts, like calling me a moron and, and a personal attacks. We could why don't we have a why don't we have a rational discussion? You know, even if you're trying to change my mind to come to your side, that's not the way to do it. I just I just kind of understand how you know i think it is i understand how the world works now i i've kind of always because of this looking at both sides so what have i done i'm an investor the the stocks have just plummeted this has happened many times in the past and i have a video up about how i invested and i and i go through live and i invest some money into my account live that's an that's an unemotional person someone not reacting emotionally i understand what's going on i am taking precautions you're not going to see me at a concert you know you're not going to see me at a big concert that's a high risk event you know uh, if i go on an airplane i'm going to wear a mask and take precautions but advice would be don't at, don't react emotionally don't watch you know don't watch a documentary understand that everyone has an agenda everyone has an agenda the media has an agenda this is not a political statement i'm not a I'm, you know in the us i'm not a liberal nor republican and i vote on both sides depending on the issue i think in a lot of countries especially the us it's become a political issue because i'm a little bit skeptical of coronavirus you know all of the all of the liberals attack me oh no i'm not saying it as a as a republican or a political thing this is just my thoughts how do you see the new normal being how do you see it all planning out like let's start with hospitality let's then move into say investing and let's just say how you see you personally see all of this going on to from here on in, in the next weeks and, and months like you say you've, you've made a sort of prediction that you think this is going to be over by the end of april start of may early june but how do you see like the sort of the new normal about a week ago i think exactly a week ago i made my prediction i said within one month this will disappear 
uh, maybe it won't disappear, but it will for for all for our context, it will disappear. We're one weekend, so in three weeks, I believe this will disappear. What will happen is the same thing that happens always. You know, the, the, there's been all these issues in the past. It it re it re it reoccurs, reemerges. What about the Amazon burning? Well, that what happened to that issue? Gone. Everything is fine. You know. By the way, about the Amazon burning, the same kind of tactics were used. They were quoting uh, that this this is irrelevant to the current discussion, but relevant to you know the media at large they were quoting the burn rate based on the prior year so they were saying it increased like uh 90% but the prior year was the lowest burn rate in the past decade these are facts so it's misleading to say that that issue gone but hey it got a lot of good views at the time same thing with australia that only happened for maybe like 5 7 days a week and a half australia was burning and then that kind of went away. It's just sensationalism, and it's detrimental, I think, in a, in a lot. So with with hospitality, it'll come back. It'll come back uh, within three weeks. It'll you already start seeing it. China shut down their last coronavirus hospitals because there wasn't enough demand. They're about a month in advance of everyone else. You're already seeing, you know, there. I'm seeing some charts. They're quite misleading. The lines are flattening out. Even if this thing was contagious, people are quarantining themselves. It can't possibly spread. It's it's already on its way out. You're seeing articles coming out in the wall, even in the mainstream media. Wall Street Journal. I saw one. We it may not be as contagious as we thought. And then you said, uh, so investing, so investing. Because I'm because I'm unemotional for these things. I think things rationally is a different way. So how can I take advantage of the situation? This is what I'm always thinking. How can I take advantage of the situation? I invested. I invested a good amount of money in the stocks. They plummeted. They plummeted. And um, when I announced I did this, you know, a lot of people who are reacting emotionally to this, they said, Oh no, no, it's way too early. Way, way too early. You got to wait months. First of all they're making um, an error in judgment in that they think they can predict the market. No one can predict the market. Not even Warren Buffett can predict the market. What I'm doing is I'm seeing a big discount and I'm buying as a long-term investor. If it continues going down further, I'm going to buy more. But because I'm a long-term investor, I will make my money back. The video I posted on my personal YouTube, I discussed times I've done this in the past with Netflix, with Chipotle, with BP. It always works out. It always works out. The cycle repeats itself. At the very, very start of this, this conversation is going to go like one or two ways. Like it's going to, people are going to agree with it. People are going to not agree with it and people are going to uh, react emotionally to it when they listen to this, whether it's live or on the replay, or they're going to be able to take it. And this is what a discussion is. And it's, and it's always good discussions to have. I recommend that everybody go and checks out Danny's Instagram. It's at Danny Boo Boo. YouTube channel as well is at Danny Boo Boo. For more Airbnb or hospitality related advice, optimize my and you can go check it out and you can find out all about what, what Danny is doing from, from the world of Airbnb and as well with, with, with his personal side as well. So thank you so much for, for doing that and for coming on and have a great time in Bali. You're in a, a beautiful part of the world and obviously they've said that people can now stay for as, as long as they want. You don't have to do visa runs or anything like that. So you're going to be you're going to be there for a while. Have you got any uh, any final words or anything that you'd like to say to the people watching whether it's live or on the replay? I'm watching the live right now and I'm seeing some comments about about contagious. So if I said it's not contagious, I don't think I did. But if I did, that's a mistake. What I'm saying is it's not as contagious as we think. You're not going to shake a hand with someone and get it. The last thing I saw was uh, if you're on a plane with someone, if you're on a plane with someone, 
and you're sitting next to them. If you're even a row away, you're very, you're not, you're really not going to get a very tiny chance to get it. So this is kind of the scare tactics. The media makes it seem like, you know, you shake hands with someone and you get coronavirus. It doesn't work that way. Take precautions, but don't react emotionally and, and, you know, think that, you know, coronavirus is flying at you. It, it's not. Thank you for being part of it. And like I say, this is part of what I want to do with, with this whole series is, is find out where people are in the different parts of the world, find out what the, the current situation is and, and how it's affecting them and, and the, their business and obviously, you know, their views as well. And everybody's going to have different views. And it's important to state that everybody can have their different views. And what I want to say to everybody is thank you so much for watching in and tuning into this live and tuning back into this on the replay. I'm going to keep on doing live videos. Please, please, please make sure that everybody before you leave, just go over to iTunes, the Boostly podcast, and just go leave a little quick review there. Uh, we've got a new podcast out today. Uh, we had Simon Saw on. Uh, we did this live video. It's now been made into an audio so everybody can hear. He is in Jersey. He's part of their COBRA team, their government, which is helping fight the coronavirus for the hospitality industry in Jersey. It's a really good one. Uh, it's one of our most live viewed videos that we've done. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back tonight, 8 p.m. for another live video.